Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a mother, wife, herbalist, nurse, and obsessed with wellness. I can't wait to talk all about what I've learned through my two postpartum experiences, motherhood, my own healing journey, and more. Let's discuss herbs for kids, healing postpartum, the struggles and joys of motherhood, science, and more as we grow together. Before we get started today, I just want to do a disclaimer. Um, I am not a doctor. I am not diagnosing or treating or curing any diseases. This is a podcast just for informational, educational purposes only. If you feel that you need to work with a healthcare practitioner, please do. If you feel that you need to work with an herbalist, please do. Just know that in the United States, um, herbalists have no licensing body. And so um, you never know what you're going to get. So make sure that you do your research into what your herbalist knows and who they know and how they know. Um, But I'm just disclaiming for this podcast, this is for informational purposes only. And I hope that you find lots of information in it. John, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I know all about you, but I don't think anyone else does. So I want you to tell us everything about you, anything you want to tell the listeners. (laughs) Love it. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm coming in today from Melbourne, Australia, where I practice as a clinical naturopath. Um, I'm also a birth and postpartum doula here. Uh, I have been running for the past three years a business called Mama Goodness with my work wife, Jess Prescott. She's amazing. She has written a few vegan cookbooks. Um, She's a mother of two beautiful boys, and together we created a meal delivery um service here in Melbourne and now it's sort of grown to Victoria wide which we are slightly transforming we also create lactation cookies beautiful sort of botanical products a lot of breastfeeding snacks and things so we are actually shifting the business model in the new year to a lot more wholesale products so that we can grow and get them wider all around the world and we have also just written a book together um life after birth so it kind of accumulates all of those things the naturopathy the dual work motherhood our passion for good nutrition and herbal medicine I love it. I love it. That's so exciting about your business expanding like that. And I can't wait to see your book. It's so beautiful. So tell us a little bit about your postpartum doula work. What is your favorite part of supporting new mamas and babies? There's so much to love. I, um, this is good. It's quite fresh. I was just with a new mom and her bub yesterday. It's, it's so individual and it's just such a beautiful space to sort of step into for families. Every family is different. Every dynamic is different. There's, you know, the nuclear family that we sort of talk about as single moms, as um, mothers that it's their first baby, families where it's their fourth child. So every visit changes, but as a postpartum doula, basically, we're stepping into that space and creating, you know, just a really nurturing, comforting environment for them to let it all out, just to be completely held and heard. Um, I personally cook when I go and visit my uh, doula clients' houses. It's very different. All all postpartum doulas work differently and sort of bring their own history and skill set with them. Uh, and being a naturopath, I love to bring in herbal remedies, herbal support in the form of tinctures and teas, 
Uh, I love weaving that into my cooking and making sure as a naturopath, I'm also a nutritionist. So good food is fundamental for me and just making sure that new mums are, yeah, being nourished from the inside out and just eating really beautiful quality seasonal organic foods that are actually going to help them heal, repair, recover after the momentous experience that is, you know, growing a whole other human, um, yeah. <laughs> birthing in whichever way that they choose to birth and then, yeah, everything that comes with those early weeks and months of motherhood. So sleeplessness, breastfeeding, um, and that's what, yeah, postpartum postpartum doulas do is step in and bring bring a lot of evidence-based support referrals for lactation consultants if they aren't on themselves. Um, myself, I'm not a lactation consultant, so I can give general guidance um, for latching and, you know, just general camaraderie and, and support. Um, yeah. But a lot of the time it's just emotional support, you know, sitting there on the couch with them, you know, putting a beautiful foot bath together for them, running them a bath and sitting with them, chatting about how their how their week's going, how, you know, family dynamics are going, how yeah. they are. Um, there's a lot of big a lot of big stuff that comes up for new mums and parents in that dynamic and it's not always rosy. Um, it's not always as beautiful and blissful as as society and our culture has led us to believe that motherhood is just amazing and you come home and you've got a new baby and it's an incredible experience. It can be a lot and quite overwhelming for families. So postpartum doulas step in and I guess, you know, just, just hold hold you in whatever experience you're going through and make sure that you're feeling really supported by, you know, doing doing the mundane things around the house, cooking, a bit of light housework and then, yeah, giving that beautiful nourishment through food, massage, baths, all of that, all of that care that they deserve. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it really is. It's like someone needs to come hold the mother. Everybody wants to hold the baby. Somebody needs to come hold the mother. Oh, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. And we talk, yeah, we talk about that in our book about, you know, there is so much focus in our society on the baby. It's, mm -hmm. you know, from pregnancy, basically when you become pregnant, you somehow become the property of everyone around you and everyone gives you their, you know, expertise and their experience and their mm -hmm. true sense. And, you know, birth is even like that. There's a, so mm -hmm. I, in Australia, there's a big sort of cultural um, outlook, especially within the hospital system, where it's like at least you're, at least the baby's healthy. You know, if the right. baby is healthy at the end of the birth, um, that's the main goal. And it's like it's so much, so deeper than that. It's so much more, and the well-being of the mother. I think when they're set up right and they're held and they are supported and given all of the right resources and tools, and just community building and support that they need they can thrive. And when the mother thrives, their family thrives and their community. Yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. It's like you, when you set up the mother, you're setting up all of the dominoes. Mm -hmm. And if the mother falls, all the dominoes are going to fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They're the heart of the home. And, you know, that's, they're sort of the epicenter. We, we say in the book, they're sort of the the main planet that, you know, the family orbits around. Yeah. And it's true. It, it is a ripple effect and how a mother's feeling is how everyone else around them feels and it should be such a focus of society in general to make sure that our mothers are set up. Absolutely. Survive, not just survive. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is your favorite way to help mamas, new mamas be nourished? Um, any favorite foods or anything that you like find that you're bringing to most clients' houses? Yes. I love good food. Um, it's, it's just so fundamental. And I actually wrote about this yesterday on Instagram. I was just inspired after my session with a new mom. And it's just, you know, there's so many superfoods and things on the Instagram is an incredible space at the moment for sharing amazing recipes and ways that we can hold and support mums. But um, I think it's the way and the intention that we provide them with that food. Um, obviously looking for key nutrients that I love. So making sure that mums are eating a lot of great quality proteins, um, healthy fats. So both of those are really looking at restoring all of your muscle health and tissue fibers and making sure that mood is regulated, blood sugar um, is steady, hormones, all of those sort of things. It's helping with breast milk production. Um, we look at, you know, slow carbohydrates. So ones that aren't going to make your blood sugar and insulin go out of control, really beautiful root vegetables and quinoas and rices and things like that that we can bring in and restore and nourish a mum and give her energy um, for, for good mood and an outlook. But, um, yeah, beyond that, I think it's the way we also prepare food and making sure that it's cooked with love and even just the fact of meal trains, which are a huge thing over here or that we're trying to create as a, a norm in society is when you're cooking a meal for your own family or friends or for yourself, you know, making sure that you're cooking double of it and dropping it off to people that you know need a bit of extra TLC or a helping hand because um, that can just lighten their load and make their day and they will love you for it more than you'll ever know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Meal trains are so pivotal. I feel like that should be like the thing at, at a baby shower. Everybody sign up for a day on the meal train. That way mama has fresh cooked food. You know, we can only live off of freezer meals for so long. <laughs> oh, exactly. I know. And that's, you know, that's all good and well. And we talk about here in Australia especially but I know over in America it's you know filling the freezer when you're pregnant making sure that you're stocked up but yeah you just want vibrancy in the food you're eating and also um herbs which are a great passion of both of ours I love bringing that in there is such a healing element to herbs in the postpartum that can that can be so accessible as well you know we can we can all access dried herbs from our local health food store or apothecary and even online there's some really um brilliant resources to to get herbs or you can even pick them around the neighborhood so i think it's just knowing the fundamental basics of um, lemon balm and calendula and um, lavender rose some really beautiful um, fundamental ones that we can add into baths, into teas that can be really healing for the nervous system, the digestion, um, and externally, you know, for Bob as well. It's it's really beautiful to bring those sort of balms and tinctures and oils in that can really just nourish both yeah. the mother and the baby in that really tender time. Yeah. And I love that all the herbs you mentioned are like, have like high volatile oils. So they like have, they're all very, like they have big smell to them, which is so healing to like your nervous system when you're in, especially if you're in a time of like grief or if you're in a time of like discomfort, those like big smelling herbs just really help kind of like 
re-regulate you or like bring you back. Um, I love using, yeah, yeah. I love using rose um, with mamas who maybe their birth didn't go the way they wanted. So they have a little bit of grief around how things went. Um, Rose is so beautiful for that. Um, Yeah. It's heart holding. It's, you know, there's the energetics, excuse me. And I think the energetics of food and of herbs are so important to consider when we're feeding them or offering them to a new mum because it's so interesting how, you know, as a naturopath, there's different, you know, ways of looking at naturopathy and people come from slightly different lenses. The the training I did was quite scientific. It was a health science degree and I love that element of it. Um, but there's also a tradition to herbalism and to naturopathy that sometimes you do have to let go of the science in a way or really combine it with the way that our ancestors cared for mothers and families and just the community. And I think there's a beauty in yeah, bringing in the energetics of food, of herbs, and all mums love, no matter how woo-woo they are. Um, I'm not necessarily overly woo-woo. I, I love, you know, the odd tarot card and things like that, but some people aren't really into it. But it's really interesting in motherhood how much people crave that ritual um, and just bringing things back to basis. I see motherhood and becoming a mother and stepping into that space connects people with nature a lot more it really slows things down and it pairs things back and people really tend to want to connect with nature and the elements and the cycles and things like that and that's where I see really beautiful seasonal food and herbs and nature coming into play and I I love to bring that into my sessions I pick fresh flowers from my neighborhood and take it in and add it to foot baths and you know, run a beautiful magnesium salt bath and add in dried or fresh flowers and beautiful, um, in Australia, we have a lot of eucalyptus and gum trees and they're so fragrant. And um, as you were saying before, the smells of those volatile oils are just incredible to add. And for a mum to lay there in a bath or on her bed and be, you know, covered in oils or submerged in water that has those aromatics surrounding her can just be such a treat for the senses and bring Mm -hmm. such calm at a time when you know there's a lot happening a lot is heightened their body is recovering they're sore their boobs are engorged and flowing with milk or they're not creating enough milk and Mm -hmm. um, there's family dynamics going on and they're exhausted so to have that care and the beautiful, you know, nourishment of food and herbs is something that I love to bring it to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And just, I feel like also with the extra sense with the herbs and everything, it kind of um, allows mom to have something for herself, you know? Mm. And then when you smell the herbs on your skin later, you've got like, you know, bits of lavender and things like that. It can, it can bring kind of like a sensual feeling to yourself, which is not something that is easily attained during postpartum feeling That's sensual true. at all is very, oh. very far gone. Yeah. Totally. So and you're, you're totally touched out, you know, you, you're sharing your body with a whole other human and yeah. especially with partners, you know, if you have a partner and um, you're not, you might not be touching them in a sexual, sensual way for a while because you're exhausted or because, you know, you haven't had the okay with your GP to have sex again and things like that, mm-hmm. bringing in that kind of touch. And I think also 
educating and trying to have those conversations with my clients too about ways that you can bring intimacy in using just basic massage and yeah. you know maybe having a shower or a bath together if that feels nice and um, just the simple things of connecting as well by you know a partner making a beautiful herbal cup of tea and sitting down on the couch mm -hmm. and um, their hand touching their knee you know their partner's knee or shoulder or something like that as simple as that can really bring, bring back connection that has potentially been lost or put to the side for a little while while you're you know navigating those early weeks of parenthood yeah absolutely absolutely so do you have any favorite recipes that you love to bring to mamas because I love talking food yes I love food so much and yeah there are a few key ones that I love and I find myself just cooking time and time again um I love using if I'm cooking with meat. Um, mm -hmm. So our business that we have created, Mama Goodness, was all plant-based, um, but I personally eat meat and do really mm -hmm. love meat in the postpartum um, just for the beautiful protein it brings, some of the fats, oh, yeah. the collagen, the gelatin that can come with that, um, mm -hmm. iron, B12, all of those really essential nutrients that are needed for replenishment. Mm -hmm. um, one recipe I love, I actually got, um, inspiration from a holistic nutritionist here in Australia for it. Her name's Sheridan and she makes this incredible um, mother's blend powder which uses uh, grass-fed beef liver as well as um, iodine and things like that. So they're really yeah. fundamental. So the recipe that she created is basically a whole chicken um, and you put it in a pot with water and you basically boil it really slowly and gently for about three to four hours and I pop in there heaps of herbs and spices, um, beautiful cinnamon, star anise. It's kind of an Asian vibe. Yeah. Um, onions, ginger, turmeric, all of those fresh things and slowly but surely the chicken cooks, the meat's really beautiful and tender and you're also left with the broth which is um, contains a lot of the collagen from the chicken bones and everything like that. So I have a broth that I sieve off I then got a chicken that I pull all the meat off and from that I create a really beautiful um, dish that I add coconut cream or milk to, um, fresh lime juice. I fry up some and onion. It's so hearty. It's so delicious. Yum. That sounds amazing. You can kind of serve it. So it's basically a chicken broth with the meat. Um, so kind of like a good old chicken soup that's so warming for the soul. It's full of all the really beautiful um, fundamental herbs and spices that are good for the immune system, promoting digestion and just warming, like that postpartum yeah. element that we always talk about of keeping a mum warm. Um, but it's also, I love it because you can add fresh, I, I sort of add rice noodles, um, zucchini, which I think are courgettes over in America. We just caught zucchini, yeah. Zucchini, amazing. Yes. Um, coriander cilantro I always add a pop of that and yeah you can add chili if you want but it's just delicious and it's kind of something that I use through all the seasons it's so warming and delicious in winter as a broth but it's also light enough um to eat during summer so yeah. that's one thing I love that sounds amazing it's <laughs> good I'll send you the recipe link. oh please <laughs> um and I always when I go to my my client's house, I always make them, you know, something to have for dinner and lunches and then also a snack. So I just love a nutrient dense slice. Um, 
one we've actually got the recipe in our book but it's a umami tahini slice and it's basically puffed grains so it's gluten-free it's got puffed rice quinoa you could use millet or anything else um, you can get your hands on it's got lots of nuts and seeds in it so pepitas which are rich in zinc um, walnuts which are high in omega-3s I add in some gojis cacao nibs and then I, I mix up a bit of um, coconut oil, some tahini. You can add a bit of cacao butter. So you've got your healthy fats in there to bind it and you just press it into a tin and it's so delicious. That sounds so good. Oh, my gosh. Really and there's nice. recipes in your book, right? It is. It's in our book, um, which is coming out. And I will share. It'll be coming out, obviously, I think when this podcast launches but I'll send to you because we are starting to share just little snippets from the book and I think it's a recipe that you can make for a friend make for yourself kids love it I always take it (laughs) my planning sessions and if my clients have an older child they just snabble it up and it's it's moorish and it's you know healthy it's got a little bit of maple syrup and you can play around Mm. with honey or whatever you want it's kind of a bitter slice I say you can add in bits of this bits of that whatever nuts you've got going um but it's yum and you can share it it around so good it sounds so good so kind of shifting gears a little bit where do you see postpartum mamas needing like the most support when you come to care for them it's honestly I think beyond the basic nourishment that people need and the nervous system support, which is so important. I think it's from a more macro scale and looking at it, I think mums need community, a sense of community and connection to other people. And I think that's something we're just lacking so much in our Western world. It's not something that we've been brought up to understand. It's not something we've really been shown. Or if we have, it's quite rare. You know, we don't have that that community and my um my brother lived in Hong Kong for years and he's like 10 years older than me so I spent a lot of my teenage years going to visit him and I found it fascinating watching how society is there and how families are so interwoven and connected and there were grandparents out walking you know their grandchildren quite late at night and it was just a normal thing and grandparents live with their own children and help raise the family and it's similar in you know a lot of other places in the world, in South America, in Africa, in parts of Asia, in the Middle East, it's mm-hmm. it's fundamental, you know, it's it's like yeah. breathing. Having a child is having your community around you to hold and support you. And um, in the Western world, I think it's there's a lot of factors to it. We, we are quite stoic um, mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to get on with things and survive is seen as a um, medal of honour, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's very isolating I think and um, in Australia we are a a large landmass with a lot of space between us and like myself my parents live in a different state in Queensland my brother lives in a different state in New South Wales and I live down here in Victoria so we're kind of dotted along the east coast but um, geographically we're incredibly separated for a time when um, we want to be together and need to be together and I kind Mm -hmm. of think I don't have my own children yet um hopefully on the cards in the next year or so but when I have a baby the idea of my village my fundamental family being around is is not a reality um at least at the moment 
And so I think for new mums, and that's the reality for a lot of people out there, a lot of my clients um, may not have their family here. They may be living overseas or in another state, but also, yeah, we just, as a society, we don't really know our neighbours. We don't really know the people that live close to us. And I think what mums need is just someone around the corner and a handful, if not more, more would be ideal, but um, just some really solid people that they can trust in, that can come over, that can come into their home and step into their space and, you know, don't judge, don't, you know, aren't there for any particular reason, but just to be there and to offer that support and emotional support, physical support, whatever it is. Um, I think that's really fundamental and something that's lacking. And I, I had those conversations with mums all the time and their partners about, yeah, they might even have their family down the road, but they may have some tension going on there or they may come over and just want to hold the baby. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, it, there is very much in our culture coming to hold the baby, making a cup of tea and leaving all the dirty dishes when they're done with that. And that's not mm-hmm. what families need. They need practical hands-on support and emotional support. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So can you tell us kind of maybe the importance of having a postpartum doula? Although I think you kind of touched on it there a little bit when you're kind of not having a community. I'm telling my clients all the time, paid community is still community. So if you pay for childcare, if you pay for a postpartum doula, if you pay for someone to do your groceries, you pay for somebody to clean your house, it's still community. It's still something you can rely on and ask questions and ask for help, um, even if it's paid. So tell us what's the importance of a postpartum doula? Why should we have one? Oh, everyone should have a postpartum doula. If, you know, if they could, I would make it a a global phenomenon, but also a global just necessity. And exactly what you said there is that paid care is so important and we talk about that in the book is that community can be non-paid care and paid care and I guess the issue there is that um, not everyone has the financial ability or means to bring in postpartum um, care and doula support so that is where I guess I have such a passion for educating friends family and also the the maidens like myself the not mothers yet in how to support families because I think community just doesn't understand how they can help right absolutely absolutely um, yeah 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 that but, makes total sense yeah absolutely yeah but postpartum jewelers I think are just so essential because um we just lighten the load. Postpartum doulas really help lighten the load emotionally, physically. Um, when I look at, you know, just for example, a visit I did yesterday, you know, I rocked up to the house. We had a really good debrief. They've had some super sleepless nights. Bub's going through a bit of a leap at the moment. Um, she's six weeks old. So we just talked about what's been going on. And um, my client has really sadly an illness in her own family and some tensions um, between family with her partner and so they're feeling quite you know under pressure and under stress at the moment so mm-hmm. being able just to chat about that and debrief that is a massive element that a postpartum doula brings in and it's we come in with a very neutral stance um, we come in without our own needs without you know our own opinions we come in and can be that sort of soundboard. Um, for families and new mums that just really need a shoulder, you know, sometimes to cry on, sometimes to laugh with. Um, 
and then obviously the practical support. So I changed the bed sheets, which hadn't been changed in a few weeks. I, you know, vacuumed and uh, cooked them some really beautiful, nourishing food, um, ran a bath for the mum, and the dad got to go out and have a run, you know, which is something fundamental for his mental health. And yeah. it was just that time and space um, that allowed them to breathe, I think. Yeah. In, Absolutely. In and knowing that that the baby is with someone who professionally knows how to handle babies, I think that's a big deal. And I think yeah. some people, they don't want to leave their baby with their mom or with, you know, their mother-in-law because, you know, like you said, the tensions or perhaps just feeling like very um, – this is my baby, you know, um, but having that, that, I'm speaking from personal experience there, this is my baby. <laughs> Biology screams sometimes. <laughs> but just having that professional help there that, you know, like, no, I, I'm not thinking any less of you as a mom, because you're handing me the baby and you're taking a bath. This is my job. This is what yeah, I'm here absolutely. to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're stepping in and there is with, with the, as you mentioned, with the paid element as well, we're a professional, um, we have the training, we have the skill, we have the knowledge, we have the resources and the referrals, um, which is another thing that, you know, sometimes friends and family, they come in with their own experience or their opinions about how they potentially mothered or how they think their sister, you know, got through the motherhood phase with that right. particular lactation consultant or that book that they referred, but um, it may not necessarily be the right thing. And I think as well, postpartum doulas come in knowing that every family is different, every baby is different, every mother-baby diet is different and um, the needs of that family are their own and no one can really, we can guide them and we can offer them all of the resources and information that they need but um, they're going to navigate this in a way that feels right for them and intuitive and we're there to support that and really hold that that space. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I, exactly. <laughs> So tell us all about this book that you've written. Um, what can we expect? Where can we find it? And we touched a little bit on when it comes out, but let's touch on it one more time. Yes, yes. Um, so our book, Life After Birth, is coming out the 18th of January, 2023. Uh, it's been created and published through Hardy Grant. So they are actually um, available in America, in the UK, and here in Australia. So um I do have on my Instagram page um, a smart URL, which basically wherever you are in the world, you click on it and it takes you to your um, closest retailer. But it's on Amazon. It's on Fishpond, Utopia, um, <laughs> a few other options. They may just be Australian. But, yeah, yeah honestly, Jess and I have written this and it's a labour of love, but we, we want it to be the Bible for all new mums. It, um, it touches on nutrition, so... Myself as a naturopath and nutritionist, Jess has written a few cookbooks in um, her career and we obviously have created Mama Goodness and we've been cooking meals for new mums around Victoria for the past three years. So we've poured our love of that into the book. Um, it's very evidence-based. It's science-backed. We've got a lot of people um, who have written sections of the book and we cover everything and it kind of is written in stages so planning for your postpartum having real honest sometimes raw conversations with our family our partners our friends about ways that they can support you um 
about ways that you can set yourself up to be supported as well as creating a beautiful postpartum pantry, all the good foods and nutrition that you need to bring in um, to make you feel really nourished and ensure that you come out the other side not depleted, Mm -hmm. um, feeling healthy and vibrant. I've also included herbs and some herbal uh, recipes for teas um, and some beautiful like peri pads and ways that you can topically um, apply herbs to support healing. Um, there's a section on breastfeeding. We, by no means, is it a um, a whole book on that. We could have written a whole other book on that. Yeah. Um, that's been supported by a lactation consultant and midwife. Um, and then we go into sort of the first six weeks immediately following birth. So that fourth trimester, the resting in period, um, different ways that you can you know eat communicate, have friends come in, family come in to support you, healing um, of whatever way that you birth, whether that was vaginally or via cesarean. Um, we touch on all of the different mood, um, the PMADs that come in, the perinatal mood disorders um, and how important it is to support your mental health. And then um, postpartum is forever, which is the way that we sort of wrap the book up and it, it is forever, I think. Yes. Yeah. People, when we were talking earlier a bit, a bit about matrescence, it's sort of that period of transition um, when you do go from not being a mother into motherhood, but um, it is honestly forever and postpartum extends to, you know, when your period is returning, when you're going back to work, um, your relationships and friendships, they really shift and alter and um yeah there's just there's so much it's so juicy we are so excited for it um and there's lots of resources in there and Jess actually uh took all the photos in the book so it's extra gorgeous yes yes Yes. I'm so excited for the book I can't wait and you said that comes out January 13th right January 18th. Yeah. January 18th. Beautiful. So there's a theme for this season on the podcast and the theme is matrescence. I know you've heard of it. I've seen your beautiful posts about matrescence. Um, How do you think that matrescence has affected your life and business? Matrescence is huge. And, you know, we talk about adolescence and I guess that's something that you can compare matrescence to is that huge shift in time where you're, hormones are changing and your emotions are shifting and it's a physical, emotional and spiritual change um, in person. And myself personally, I'm not a mum. I haven't had a baby. I have been pregnant before. So um, on a cellular level, my body has changed, but I feel like I'm in my matrescence um, as an individual because I work all day with with mothers my my whole life is dedicated to motherhood and the family space and parenthood and babies and um I just feel so immersed into it so I feel like I'm on the journey Um, yeah yeah and it's that's like your whole business is like diving into matrescence with absolutely with families and with mamas and absolutely and yeah and I feel honored to to have that insight and to literally step into the homes and and lives of people who are having babies and going through their own matrescence. And um, my my business partner, Jess, she's the love of my life. I adore her. And it's been incredible. We sort of connected. We're not lifelong friends. We've connected um, in the last sort of four years. And just being able to watch how she has created a business and 
her son Jude was literally months old when we sort of started Mama Goodness um, and came up with the concept for it. So watching her create a business and grow a business and run a business and the hours um, that she honestly would put in whilst also mothering. I saw, st- I saw a statistic yesterday on Instagram. I can't exactly remember it. Don't quote me on it. But it basically said the equivalent of a woman or a mother working through the week is equal to about 250000 uh, Aussie dollars mm-hmm. um, a year. And it's like, wouldn't that be nice for everything that mothers do? Um, mm-hmm. every day plus their job plus you know everything yeah. everything etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah. but matrescence has yeah it's been an incredibly fundamental part of my business and my work and I I work with it incredibly with naturopathy as well as a naturopath I sort of um, yeah. some of my clients come to me for preconception and fertility support mm-hmm. and so we work on that um, through a range of dietary lifestyle herbal supplement ways that they can optimize that with their partner um, or their donor whoever that is um, mm-hmm. and then I see them shift into this beautiful phase so when they do get pregnant and I am lucky enough to support them through every trimester of pregnancy. Um, often they ask me to be their doula if they live here in Melbourne and that's just a whole other level of lucky Um, and it's gorgeous and so I witness them give birth or I've been their postpartum doula so it's it's just phases and it's cyclical and cyclical and I think that's another element of matrescence is that it's not just you aren't a mother and then you become a mother and it's confined to those initial first weeks or that fourth trimester. It's, it is cyclical and, and like nature ebbs and flows and it has its times. And I think when society is more aware of that's what matrescence is, it never ends, but it's more, you know, a starting and ending beginnings of, um, you know, becoming a mother and then the ending of that potentially maternity leave and then you're looking at the start of a career change or relationship and friendship changes and um, dynamics with our own partners. It's It honestly goes on and on forever and I don't think that we can really confine it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This has been wonderful, Vaughn. I have loved chatting with you. Um, can you tell everyone where to find you? And I will make sure to put them in the show notes as well. Absolutely, yes. So I am on Instagram. It's my name, which is a bit of a funny one to spell, but Vaughn.theory. Um, I'm also at Mama Goodness, so M-A-M-A Goodness, which is very similar to your spelling that you use, so that's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also have a website, warngeary.com. You can find us at mamagoodness.com.au um, and our book is available, yeah, online at those different sources. I have the smart URL on my Instagram and Hardy Grant Books is where um, you can access all the information for it as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Fun. This is so wonderful talking with you. Pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. At the release of this episode, Vaughn's book has been released. I am so excited to tell you guys to go find the book, Life After Birth. Um, And you can find it on Amazon. And I will put a link so that you guys can get to it right from the show notes. It is 
the most beautiful pictures, fabulous recipes, and fantastic advice for postpartum mamas. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so grateful to have you here in this podcast space talking about motherhood and herbs and natural living and matrescence and all these big, huge, beautiful topics. If you liked this episode, I would sincerely appreciate you considering leaving a review. To rate and review the podcast allows more people to see it. It also allows potential for sponsorship, which is really exciting. Um, I would love for you to join me over on my website, www.treemamaherbals.com, where you can read my blogs, you can check out my monthly workshops that I teach, you can see my self-paced workshops or courses that are already on the website, you can book one-on-one session with me in my postpartum vitality sessions, which is this beautiful container for bringing mama back to life, giving balance and vitality and energy back to mama using herbs and lifestyle and nutrition and just holding space so you can also follow me on instagram i'm at tree mama herbals and i would love to connect with you feel free to shoot me an email if anything strikes you um, amanda at treemamaherbals.com i am so thankful and grateful to be a part of your motherhood journey we're not meant to do this alone